0: This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes. On your marks. Get set. Bake. Bake. <laughs> We're never gonna get it together. <laughs> dessert Week, dessert week. Everybody loves dessert week. This is the week where I ask every time: desserts as opposed to what? <laughs> like, <laughs> what else have they been making this whole time? Yeah, but, seriously. You know, it's okay. Um, I love Noel's sweater. I just they want a great.
1: museum of Noel's outfits.
0: I know. Mm-hmm. I want a museum of Noel's outfits that's full of wax figures of Noel that are actually live Noel and then he scares you. Oh, that's really good. <laughs> I feel like that he sounds would, terrifying but also like
1: really them. entertaining.
0: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and I would just like I would just like a room of Paul Hollywood eyes just staring at you, just no. like steely blue oh my gosh. eyes. <laughs>
0: That should be and then there's a room Halloween decor.
1: Then there's a room of Prue's jewelry everywhere, just like a huge yeah. display. And you're just like in a room, almost like a Willy Wonka type of thing.
0: There's a lot of children in my house. One extra one only. One extra? Our, ne- our nephews spent the night and it's like sort of tipped us over the edge of chaos. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> So if children come in, (laughs) I also, I also liked the intro skit. It felt like a very Mel and Sue skit. Like it was just sort of a little bit silly, like nothing.
1: They were really cute in this episode. I got to say, and there were a lot of, a lot more farm animals that I really appreciated. Oh
0: yeah. The B-roll is back. The B-roll is back. I I feel like they heard
1: our feedback and they delivered this week. I was really proud. I was like, it's all because of us, but.
0: Thank you for listening to our show in the past. (laughs) I, yeah, that's my next – that's exactly my next comment. Finally some B-roll. Finally I some B-roll. these little duck butts. Yeah,
1: but I really think that Noel and Matt had some really funny moments in this one. I they thought did. their comedy they're, was really cute.
0: They're like cute little pals. They really are. Okay, so the signature this week – are eight individual steamed puddings. We are reminded from weeks, from years past where we've had this question, that a pudding really refers to a type of cake, a steamed pudding. Think like a mug cake. A mug cake would be a 2022 version of a steamed pudding. Yeah. It's just like a little guy, like on a little ramekin, maybe. And I like how
1: Prue calls it a pud.
0: Pud, right. I think that's like the shorthand. Oh, okay. They can be any style or flavor, and they need to be served with an accompaniment of their choice. It should be very moist. How do you feel about the word moist? I feel like I've said it a lot, and it just doesn't phase me. Well,
1: at this point, I think we just need to do some exposure therapy and just keep saying it till it doesn't bother us anymore.
0: I, I've never really been bothered by the word moist.
1: I think I was bothered when it became a thing.
0: When it was like a thing, yeah. And now it's like let's just keep saying it, let's expose, and just and especially when we're talking about cake, because we all know that you don't want a moist, you don't want to. It's the only word
1: to describe an appropriate tasting cake is moist.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: (laughs) There's no other word.
0: So it should be moist, not overcooked and not raw. And the tricky thing about this, the timing has to be right. The bakers will only know if they're ready after it's too late. You cannot test them. You have to turn them out of their little tins. And then like, that's the moment of truth. And if it's ready, it's ready. And if it's not, there's no going back.
1: The suspense factor is great in this challenge. It's For viewers, it really is satisfactory for us viewers.
0: Right. This is the bake-off drama that we pay good money for. Yes. All right. So Dawn- is going very traditional. Orange sponge with caramelized apples and served with creme anglaise. Her flavors are great. They're not the tidiest, but they say, well done. Sandro is doing apple and cherry crumble with a boozy caramel drizzle. Sandro is like, (sighs) every week, he just gets more funny.
1: He is the best. And I love when they were like, "What?" he really wants a Paul Hollywood handshake so So bad. bad. And he's like, I just want to kind of like fall into him. Like you accidentally fall and then grab his hand.
0: Some, like, chip and like, and I loved
1: when Matt did the impression of Paul Hollywood. Yeah, he's like, it tastes oh, yeah. like chocolate, but not enough chocolate. But you it's need too less chocolatey
0: for <laughs> me. But I would have used more chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, Sandro and Matt also have a great dynamic. So Sandros are cute. They're very like sparkly. I would. Oh, say. They he puts gold of, like, on Nater's everything. Evening. I'm like, like oh yeah, I put gold on everything. I'm, he's like Sandro. Sandro's. Where, where did you come from? Sandro's favorite. You're a nanny. Oh. Personal, like, Nanny Jim Rat, who puts gold in everything. He's so buff. I
1: just want, like, and him and Janusz, I just, like, my heart explodes every time they talk.
0: They're so great. I also, I just love Sandro because his style is so almost like cheesy. Like 80s, It's but very current like, 80s. Like
1: yes. I love the the eyebrow shave and his earrings oh, yeah. and like, he's got some tattoos and he's right. like-
0: He's got like a giant elephant tattoo God, on his arms. I just love him. Yeah.
1: He is his own person and I am so appreciative <laughs> of that.
0: Uh, Carol had a rough start to this. She said, I've burnt me plums. <laughs> Oh, Carol. Oh. She's making hers with a pl- plum compote, caramelized plums, and chinchilla cream. Carol had a rough time. Her water bath was not hot enough. And hers, when she turns them out,
1: just, the drama
0: is real and they collapse. They just
1: collapse into mush puddles.
0: Poor Carol. I feel so bad for her. I just... So bad. I can't
1: take... I My heart cannot take when her and Don fail. You're, I can't yeah, take it. My heart you. cannot take it.
0: You just want them so badly to do so well.
1: So badly. And my heart just breaks. So I have a mm-hmm. hard time in this episode.
0: They taste delicious, but they're very underbaked, obviously. Great flavors. It's not a total disaster, but she's obviously at the bottom of the pile just because they were not cooked. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin goes rogue. Oh no. He wants the texture of a fruitcake. No, Kevin, it's supposed to be a sponge. No. Kevin. No, no, no. Wrong, wrong. Creative in the wrong way. Woody dumplings. Yeah. Uh, which my friend Heather sent me a note It was like, should they have blurred out that word? <laughs> they are a Scottish dish, traditional Scottish pudding. They are minimally decorated and hand molded. No, no, no. All of these words are wrong. Kevin, they're Read mischievous. The room, they look messy. Kevin. Prue likes the flavor, but it's way too heavy. Dry, stodgy, says Paul. Paul says, This is the wrong recipe for this. No kidding. Yeah. Bad plan. Kevin. Shabira is going wild with flavors again again girl like let's just get like a hazelnut in here <laughs> she's doing watermelon flavor it's going to look like a watermelon they're going to have caramel coconut tapioca with taro ice cream she's using watermelon extract because how else would you get the flavor of a watermelon into a baked good have you ever had a watermelon flavored baked good no nope. would you want to not eat one not
1: sure not sure I agree. yeah uh-huh. I don't know if it would translate to a baked good. No. Watermelon Jolly Rancher, great. An actual water, watermelon, great.
0: Fantastic. A drink Every time. maybe
1: with some watermelon juice in watermelon it. Watermelon
0: margarita, I'm in. Refreshing. Yes. Raw, watermelon baked good. Watermelon pudding, mm. steamed pudding. Mm. I don't think I want a hot watermelon in my mouth. <laughs> 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 Yes. Let's leave it at that. Agree. They look amazing. You are one clever baker, says Prue. They're
1: so amazing looking.
0: They look- So matured. creative. Her concept completely comes to life. But Paul says the essence is too fake. Really, the rule of the story of every season is don't use an essence with Paul. He doesn't want to taste an essence or an extract. He wants to just taste the thing. It's so hard to get away with an extract. He'll call so it out every, every time. every time. And this is another example of Shabira. Trying to go every single time. They're trying to prove
1: him wrong. And you're like, you just won't. There's some things you cannot prove wrong with (laughs) him. And
0: she is just trying. Way too hard with her flavors. Mm -hmm. Like just dial it back a half a tick. Just one percent on the money. One percent. Because your execution is amazing.
1: Unbelievable.
0: It's just that your flavors are too weird. And I don't even think, you know, she when she draws a lot from like her past and uses traditional flavors from her childhood, that really works out. I'm not even saying like because she leans more into her cultural flavors, that that's why they're weird. That, like, that's not weird. It's like watermelon cake is just like a, you know, the, the ways that she goes about it, she just, I feel like, is pushing it too hard. Anyway, Yanush is making a pina colada with coconut cream on glaze and pipettes of coconut rum. Paul loves pina coladas, apparently. He also loves key lime pie. So Paul just, like, is ready to be retired with, like, in a tanning bed. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine him. <laughs> totally. In a tanning bed. And in fact – I wonder how much he tans. Well, he says that they taste like tanning lotion. He's like, well, you know, the tanning lotion I use tastes like – smells like (laughs) coconut. like, oh, yeah, Paul, you know, we all have like our signature tanning lotion. They're too sweet, he says, but they look really cute. I will say that's also often my critique of coconut flavored things, like coconut Lacroix. I feel like it smells or it tastes like you sprayed some sunscreen nearby. Like it mm-hmm. does taste very sunscreeny. Yeah. Maxi is making sticky toffee puddings with candied pecans. I love sticky toffee puddings. I will go so far as to say that the sticky toffee pudding from twenty from last year, the technical, was my favorite technical. It's
1: and it's just my favorite combination of words it's to so say. Good.
0: Yes, it is also very fun to say. The topping melts a little bit because it's hot, but the height is good. It's the perfect texture. A great eat, Mm -hmm. says Paul. A great eat. Abdul is doing fig and date pudding with white chocolate dipped figs. And his figs are so cute. They have like pistachio and wild and little flowers on them. And a saffron and caramel sauce, which sounds amazing. I feel like Abdul's really picking it up. He's trying to. Yeah. They look good. Very Middle Eastern, says Prue. They're moist and light. Not too many comments, but they love them. So good job, Abdul. So coming out of the signature, I feel like we definitely have Maxi, Sandro, even Abdul are at the top. Mm -hmm. And then Carol's at the bottom and Kevin. At the bottom, in my opinion.
1: And I can also tell when the judges were kind of going around on this one, they're really getting... I don't want to say more strict. They're getting picky. And I always see this as it gets closer to the end they get very picky but they're almost like poker faced where i wanted them to be a little more excited when they were tasting some of these and there were kind of even like sandros that looked great and tasted pretty good they were kind of like good job and i'm like is that it
0: can like, you give part his blood sweat and tears yes into can you, for you just give hours? them a
1: little more encouragement like i just needed that maybe that's my own
0: it's just in- in- insecurities where i'm up.
1: like i need more assurance please <laughs>
0: I'm insecure Okay, the technical, this is my favorite pud, says Prue. Which I thought we had established that her favorite pud was the um swamp pudding from a couple of years ago. Yeah. So she
1: changed her mind.
0: Stick to your story, Prue. Prue. But I guess what she means by that is this is her favorite dessert. Not versus that was like an actual pudding. It's a lemon ring pie. I'm really excited to make this. This is actually the the only like the first technical I've been excited about. Yeah. But let me tell you about my tortillas that I made. They were pretty straightforward. <laughs> there were two ingredients You're like they're great <laughs> they were fine two ingredients the masa flour which is a specific type of flour and the water the recipe online had like a bunch of different things you could put in it it basically either gave you instructions to make your own masa flour Or I was like, or just buy some. It's like, yeah, I'm going to just buy some, even though they made their own. But it requires an additive that I was not about to go out and buy. And that allows the corn to stick together, basically. I did come across some things that the bakers did not experience, but I was like, oh, this could have gone a lot more wrong than it did. It was a little hard to tell when the dough was at the right consistency. It would have been easy to have it be too wet or too dry because there really is a sweet spot for the texture. And then in that same, like having it too wet or too dry, I am surprised that more people's tortillas didn't break apart because it is like when he, they went and actually grabbed the taco. It was harder than I thought to get that correct consistency to where they weren't brittle or crumbly. I just made them. I didn't make tacos because I had already eaten dinner when I made these. And so I just I made them and then I put butter and cinnamon and sugar Ooh, on top which is so oh good. Oh my
1: gosh, That's delicious. Such a good, good snack. call. Yeah. Like
0: a fresh tortilla with that on it. Delish. So good. So yeah, if you've ever wanted to make tortillas, I would recommend it. It's pretty straightforward. It is fun. They do taste a lot better than store-bought tortillas. It's a bit of a faff, but You know, if you're looking for a little project, get yourself some masa flour and give it a shot. And I have a bunch of masa flour, so maybe all tamales, which I've really wanted to try. There you go. Okay. And then, so for this week, the lemon meringue pie, I am very excited to make this. You guys know I love pie. The instructions this week were just make a lemon meringue pie.
1: Everyone just kind of laughs. They're like, oh my gosh, turn the oven on and make a a lemon meringue pie. (laughs)
0: That's it. I loved that though about the technical because a lemon meringue pie is actually very basic.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: You have a short crust crust, Mm -hmm. you have a lemon meringue, which is basically just like a baked custard. And then you have, or excuse me, lemon, the lemon pie, which is basically just a baked custard. And then the meringue on top, which like everyone should know how to make a meringue. I loved that they did not get instructions because if you At this point in the
1: competition too, you should be- Yeah. At this point in the
0: competition and at this point, like as a baker, you should be able to just sort of like figure that out. Even if you've never made one before, you should have the knowledge of the components. Mm-hmm. And so I thought that was genius because it wasn't super crazy tricky, but it was very like, Hey, we're going to, okay, you're, we're throwing you in the deep end. Right? What are What is your knowledge on these basic components?
1: But can I ask a question? I keep forgetting and I should just Google this, but I'll ask you here is what does blind bake mean again?
0: So that's the one thing that Prue says you have to blind bake. So when you have a pie crust, you have three options. The first option is leave it raw and put your fillings in and put it in the oven. This is what you would typically do with like an apple pie or something that's gonna take a really long time in the
1: long time in the oven. Okay.
0: The downside of doing that is that as your filling cooks, it can seep into the dough.
1: And then make it a soggy bottom.
0: Soggy bottom, it can leak. The second option is what's called par baking, which is where you bake it a little bit. And this is what Shabira did. You sort of like half bake it. Then you put your filling in and then you bake the rest. This is for something like maybe... I'm trying to think of a pie where you par bake. I can't think of one off the top of my head. But it's something that's going to... Where your filling is going to have like a medium amount of time in the oven. Like a pumpkin pie? Yeah. like I'm thinking like, yeah, maybe a pumpkin pie would be an example of that because you would par bake for a pumpkin pie. The benefit of par baking, there's two benefits. One is if you're filling for your pie, it's not going to be very heavy. It allows the shape of the pie crust to set a little bit, which sometimes if you don't do that, and then you have a lightweight pie filling, your crust is just going to sort of like shrink down the sides of your pie tin as it bakes and or like kind of slide down, especially if it's very buttery. So par baking it, first of all, it kind of like helps you set the set that shape, but also it does get you a little bit on the way to baking and it helps keep the crust from absorbing. Mm, Just sort of like gives it a little kick. Mm -hmm. Blind baking is where you 90 to 100% cook your crust before you add the filling. And that's what they were supposed to do here. That can be anything from like, okay, you're cooking, you're baking your crust and then you're letting it cool. And then you have a cold set filling like a mousse or something like this where you have a custard that's going in that really doesn't take that long to bake. And so you really need to have your crust totally ready before it goes in. In this scenario, you were maybe looking for like, yeah, like a 90% done, not 100%. And the risk, again, is that like with all the butter that's in most pie crusts, it does catch very quickly. Like once it starts to brown, it really browns quick. Mm-hmm. But you can mitigate some of that with like some tinfoil if you need to. So those are the different types of mad child in the background. Sorry. So in last place is Shabira, who did not blind bake. She parbaked and came back to bite her. Her crust was basically raw. Then Dawn, then Carol. So our two faves are at the bottom. And then jumping all the way to the front, Abdul is in second place. His crack as it came out, but everything else was great. And then in first place is Yanush. He does great. They don't have any any bad things to say. Sorry if you're going to hear a child in the background having a tantrum. It just is what it is this morning. How do you feel about meringue in general? Are you a meringue oh, person? Oh, yeah. Delicious. It's I'm so fan. fun. Yeah, I have a blowtorch. Yeah. They didn't torch theirs, but I have one, and so I might just do yeah, it. Yeah, I would do that in a heartbeat. Not going to pass up a chance to use my blowtorch. Okay. The showstopper is a visually spectacular mousse-based dessert with a surprise inside. When they're describing this, I'm like, what the heck? (laughs) It must have three dessert elements of which at least one must be baked as opposed to like chocolate work or sugar work or something. Paul says the bakers have to produce magic. They need layers and they need the surprise in the middle. So here we go. Carol is making a strawberry and chocolate mousse with red velvet strawberry in the middle. Her judging actually happens last. So it does sort of like they create this suspense because everybody knows Carol's towards the bottom. We need to see if hers turns out. It looks very 70s, but Prue's like, that's not a problem. They always joke about, you know, Prue thinking she's super old. Yeah. The strawberry in the middle is great, it really pops and you can really see it. The mousse is fantastic, but the chocolate is too gelatinous and the cake is too tough it's not a disaster but it's not good it looks good but like the elements are not all there shabira is making a buzzing bees mousse cake which i thought this was cute it, i thought she was going like in like a beehive direction which would have really been cute and instead she made like a blood type pun that a, b- ble- a bee's blood type is b positive which also fine
1: yeah it's super cute
0: <laughs> it's gonna have melon mousse with jelly and a biscuit bee with sponge bees inside it turns out okay it's a bit messy because her bee breaks on top but the effect is decent the inside is okay, the the textures are great, but the flavors are lost, which has never happened to her before. Kevin is making a cream mousseline with banana cream, banana and chocolate mousse with a sponge bone inside. His concept is like the dog is digging up the garden. I thought that was so cute. I thought it was, he was adorable. Saying, he was saying that when he was practicing at home, he didn't have a bone cut out. He just had like a gingerbread man. So it made it look like somebody was just like digging up a body in the garden. I like I feel like you should have ran with that.
1: <laughs> That's actually hilarious. Yeah.
0: It looks so cute. The bone really works. The cake is tough though. The mousse is a good flavor, but too much gelatin. Kevin is in a little bit of trouble here. He was kind of in the middle of the road for the technical. He did not really stick to the brief for the signature. And he did not knock this one out of the park work. Sure. So I'm kind of like Kevin is feeling a little flat. Dawn is making a woodland moose dessert with a raspberry moose toadstool and lemon jelly flowers. The artist rendering of this is so cute; it's very cottage core. But her jelly doesn't set, and she's also trying to make the toadstool out of moose, yes, and, so, and it's so coarse. It doesn't just hold its like, shape. Yes, and it's just like totally
1: compressed and like
0: and it just is like yeah, this,
1: mushy, mushy
0: mush thing, and <sighs> it's so sad. You can't see the middle at all, but the textures are good. He says technically it's perfect. All the elements are perfect but there's no design. So this is one of the moments where you're like, are they going to see it for the what was supposed to be there in the elements of the bake or are they going to fault her for the design not showing up? I will also say that in the technical, even though she came in at, in the bottom, she was devastated because she was like, I make a lemon meringue pie every week. I've probably made this a hundred times in my life. I can't believe that I did not pull this off because I am so good at making this and I know I can do it and I just like, she didn't make enough filling basically and she was devastated. And so all of these things are sort of these like technicalities where she was like almost was there and it's not that she didn't know how to do it or that she what didn't even do it it just didn't turn out as the formatting that she needed because in her lemon meringue pie all the elements were there she just didn't have enough filling so that was sad. And so all in all with Dawn, we're kind of like on the edge of our seats because she's showing up that like she can do the things. She's just not quite getting there yes, in terms of the like, final execution. Especially
1: with like the lemon ring where she's like, I do I this know. like 500 times. She's like, I've done this like yeah. on a Sunday afternoon so many times.
0: Right. My friends love Ugh. it. They asked me to make it for them. Right. Sandro is making like a science fair project, basically. The earth out of sponge and panna cotta Un- with B- a jelly earth core. Unbelievable. 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 He really... He really goes for it in this one. Sandro wants that handshake. He wants that star baker. He is he's hungry and he's, he's bringing it. He's bringing the
1: creativity. It. This reminds me like the amount of, you know, wonder and how impressed I was reminds me of the lion face.
0: The bread lion face. Yeah, that was That's, so It's good. like
1: that level of amazing mm-hmm.
0: I agree. Even Prue says, I do not have a huge amount of confidence in this, which like, and Sandro just is like, get out of here with that negativity. I don't need it. And it really turns out astonishing, says Prue. I mean, it's like a little bit, it's not photorealistic by any means, but the layers turn out, which is amazing. Unbelievable. And I love his little, cute little Sandro's Island. Like a little kind of Google dot in there for himself. So cute. The textures and flavors are great. It really, he really, really, really pulls it off. And when you cut into it, it is. It's like the core and then the crust of the earth and the mean, it's so cool. Abdul makes a galaxy theme, so he's also a little bit space themed with white chocolate, a white chocolate sphere, and cake pop planets inside with a mirror glaze. It's one of the best mirror glazes I've ever seen, says Prue. And it does look amazing. The white chocolate planets on the outside are so cute. When you cut into it and you get the cake pop little planets, they look really good. Paul likes the mousse, but the curd has way too much gelatin, and the top with the mirror glaze is like rubber, he says. So this feels pretty like on par with Abdul. Like he can kind of go, I don't know. It feels like he has never had something that really knocked it out of the park. There's always like a little thing that just doesn't quite get there. Yanish is doing a cake within a cake. Gosh, he is so freaking creative. We say this every week. He's I love how he's like, what design.
1: is better than eating a cake than a cupcake? <laughs> him.
0: You cut up in the cake and you're
1: like there's a cupcake. I mean, he's just so cute. I love when he won the technical and he was like make the pie, I make the pie, I eat the pie,
0: I win the pie. Like I win the pie. <laughs> it said make the pie, so I make the pie. I <laughs> love him. He's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a hidden cupcake surrounded by chocolate mousse and chocolate sponge. It's so
1: colorful. It's so colorful. It's so beautiful when he had when the they had like the moving. the the drawing of it. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, if he pulls this off." And it's just so neat and every layer when you when you cut into it, it's like perfection.
0: Perfection, says Joy and what, and Mary Berry. The inside, it looks so amazing. The colors are amazing. The cake is great. The mousse is amazing. Great flavors. He does amazing. Really, really knocks it out of the park. He has yet to have a tough showstopper. All of his showstoppers have been incredible. So
1: good. Yeah.
0: And then last but not least, Maxie, Is making a sunset surprise mousse cake with lemon curd, vanilla, and strawberry mousses. She says she's never made mousse before. When when she said that, I'm like, but don't you practice these things? I think that's what she means. It's like before starting this recipe, she had never made a mousse before.
1: But I'm sure the producers like to put that in as if like in that moment is the first time. In that moment, it's her first time ever. Yeah. I also want to say there's something, and I know that this has happened in like almost every season, but what really pushes people to win. Is how well you can manage your nerves and how well you can handle pressure. Because this is when I see Sandro rise, I see Janusz rise, but like Carol's nervousness, Dawn's insecurities, even Shabira. It it has so much to do with like the belief you have and like how you handle pressure. pressure. Yes.
0: Totally. So much of that. I think we're seeing that with Shabira too. And I think like she in the earlier episodes, was very quick to adapt, like the example yes. where she her like mousse didn't set or whatever it was. So she just like I'm just gonna use cream cheese, no big deal. And now the tiniest thing goes wrong, and she's like practically in tears. She and kind of freaks out. Yeah,
1: yeah. You, you, you can't, can't crack. You can't, you can't crack let that under- happen. Say crack one more time. But like the like I see Maxie. <laughs> Maxie is cool as a cucumber. I think she gets really nervous when they're judging. Like she just, you can kind of see it on her face. You can leave your nervousness for the judging. Because at that point,
0: she's got like this calm,
1: very calm presence when she's baking. And she kind of just flies under the radar. She's not super chatty.
0: Yes. I agree. So with this challenge, was really all about things setting in the right way. And some people, for the most part, it went really well, obviously Dawn with being the main exception, but I feel like most people's visions really executed whether or not the components were delicious. That's always the thing is like, can you execute something you actually want to eat while making it look the way it needs to look? Because you know, like those cake decorating like cake boss or whatever where you're like, yeah, sure, you can make a merry ground out of cake, but really what you're doing is making it out of fondant. Right. And it's gonna taste like crap. Like no, like you're actually what you're actually eating is the cake served on the side. Like yeah, there are cake elements in this, but you wouldn't actually eat the thing. And here it's like, no, you have it has to be both. So going into the judging, I'm feeling like Carol and Don are obviously at the bottom. I'm also thinking maybe Kevin, just because everything fell so flat for him. And then at the top we definitely have Sandro and Yanush. And I'm really pulling for Sandro. He wants it's so bad. We've gone Janusz, Janusz, Maxi. No, Janusz, Maxi, Janusz, Janusz. Maxi. We're at two and two between Janusz and Maxi. Like no one else has won star baker yet. Right. And I really want it to be Sandro.
1: Yeah, I do too.
0: And it is. Yay. He's so excited. He so wanted excited. it so
1: bad. You can tell he's been working so hard.
0: Yeah. And then at the end, he's like, yeah, now you get that taste and I love it. And it's like, <laughs> wow, this guy's competitive.
1: He's really getting there. Yeah. I mean, you can't not be competitive with that physique.
0: And then, unfortunately, Carol goes home, which is so sad. That's so sad. I have sad. really come around to her. Oh, I've actually liked her from the get-go, but... Uh, like I said, my heart just
1: broke for her and Don in this whole episode. I was just like, I wanted to give them a hug and be like, you are a star in my eyes. I love you. You're doing great.
0: You're a star baker <laughs> to me. Yes. I will say I agree with her judgment. Like, I am glad that they gave Dawn credit for yes. the elements yeah. that she had. I think that that was, you know, if you're judging on baking instead of judging on presentation, she definitely had those elements more buttoned up today. So there you have it. Dessert week in the bag. I'm very excited to make a lemon meringue pie. I'll let you guys know how it yeah. goes. Yeah, keep us posted. Yay, finally. that I'm not like, all right, well, here we go. I know. <laughs> You can find us on Instagram at Joy and Claire underscore. You can go to our website, joanneclare.com. You can email us. This is joanneclare at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, for hanging out with us. Please share about our podcast with a friend. If you're baking, tag us in your bakes. If you are watching Bake Off, tag us. Please send us your reactions. Let us know if you agree or disagree. We just love hearing it all. We loved, obviously, talking about Bake Off so much that we force you to listen to us do it for 30 minutes every Saturday. Thank you for being here. <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. On your marks. Get set. <laughs> Oh, we almost got it. (laughs) We're never going to get it together.